I'm just gonna start rolling and then okay. we'll just do. Um, so this is uh, what did I call it? I labeled it food food junkie radio. God damn it! All right, food junkie radio, episode two. Polo again. Maybe he's Yo. my co-host for the time being. Who knows? Yo. You know, no job ahead. Okay, so you were saying <laughs> you were talking about this is all food, all everything. You were talking about uh, introducing note taking to your. Um, just to my mental well-being mm. and creative process, I would say. So you were doing this whole thing without it. You were doing, never taking notes. From like when I was just like a cook? Like yeah, work. yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I would take like mental notes throughout the day. And I think the, the thing I learned most working with other people was just watching them work mm-hmm. and seeing, oh, they do this and then that. Or, oh, they, they do that. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to take that. And then right away, like I'm going to incorporate into that to that's my repertoire for the day is every time I do this, I'm going to do that. And at the end of the day, if it, if it feels like it's working great, I'll keep it. And if it's not helping me get better, I'll ditch it, drop it and add another technique yeah, or try something else. And that's just like, but that's just how you get better in it, anything, in anything. Very true. I'm but you have no to be really it. cognizant of that. Yeah. And I think. That's kind of, I think, more what you're asking is is later on now that when, when I was running, like, my own spot and in charge, I would get, like, a block of, like, oh, like what's bothering me? Because all I'm thinking about is this one thing that is bothering me, but I'm not, like, being creative or going around that problem or figuring it out. I'm just, like, letting it be a brick wall. And then I was, like, let me write this down and come back to it. And it wasn't even that I came back. As soon as I wrote it down, it was, like, boom, it's out of my brain. It's on paper. The paper holds that information now. I don't need to. Now I can come at it with new thoughts. New thoughts. And it was like right away. It's like a quick release. Yeah. Just like oh, just felt release. better. Could start coming up with, oh, okay, I see that. But what's causing that problem? Oh, these things are causing that problem. Mm-hmm. Are those things I can fix? Is that my boss's boss to fix? Is that something I need to tell my employees to fix? And, and you're thinking it from start to finish of where service is going. Like, is that what you're talking about? Like certain things to, you know, bring up efficiency or are you uh, talking about like think, everything think from Things technique? like that or just new technique mm. or trying to implement a new dish. Mm. Like where are the roadblocks that we're running into? Mm. What are problems? Like why isn't this thing getting cleaned as much as I think it should be? Or why is this thing like that? Why can't we get the food out this fast? But I had to write it down because instead of progressing on those problems, I was constantly just going from one to the next Mm -hmm. and being like, that's a problem, that's a problem, that's a problem, that's a problem, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. But it was like my mental, I don't know. What are you, Ray Hunter? (laughs) Have you ever seen like uh, Vice, Munchies? um, Yeah, I've seen some of them. Have you seen the one with Adam Rickard? No, definitely not. Adam Rickard. The guy in Portland that does um, the Thai food. No. Or any David Cho ones? Or not David Cho, David Chang. David Chang. Uh, I, the only thing I've seen from David Chang is his uh, Mind of a Chef series mm, and a yeah. couple random interviews. Yeah. Well, on that note of what you were talking about, the madness, like when I was looking at the uh, – I forgot his – I want to say Adam or Alan, maybe something like that. But anyways, he is the same madness. It's not ever good enough, ever, because like, they show the process of him opening, I think, a second location out in Portland, right? And they're like with him like pretty much throughout the whole experience, and he's just like never satisfied. Uh, it's just always something and it's some weird like introverted humbleness and there's some weird mechanic in his head that just mm-hmm. it's constant like oh I'm just gonna okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's like David Chang same thing but when you look at their body of work those two respectively have had you know 
have built up their brand. Of, For sure. Yeah, you know what For I mean? Sure. And you're just like... You can't doubt them. Even you may not book, appreciate it or like them, but, but they have a that. brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and from a, from a cook's or a chef's standpoint, you're thinking in your head, you're like, that is... Uh, a lot of chefs and cooks kind of, you know, follow that same madness in the mind, especially once you oh. really start getting in the groove. You're like, because there's not a definitive answer for anything. It's really on your own accord. And yeah. all you're doing is basing it off of the experiences before. And I think that's why, you know, when I was younger, I, I always try to get into different kitchens just to see different things because uh, you are trying to acquire skills. Um, and a lot of it, some guys will be really nice, like, hey, man, I'll teach you. But a lot of the times, they just throw you like a little nugget here and there, especially when you're working with mm-hmm. older chefs. It's like, here's how you dice tomatoes, motherfucker. I do it. Whole yeah. three cases. I'm yeah. Like, all right. Well, because there's no time. No time. There's no time in the restaurant to sit there and, mm-hmm. all right, I'm going to do a case, mm-hmm. and then we're going to do a case together, yeah. and then I'm going to watch. Uh, no. Yeah. They have their own insurmountable list to get to. So. Yeah. It's like here. Here's how you do uh, half of one, and uh, not go do yeah. it perfectly. That's it. Yeah, yeah. that is kind of how it works. But it's just you know power repetition, rep, uh, whatever repetition, repetition. Yeah. Thank you. The words. Yeah, it's all good, bro. But that's it. Yeah. That's it. You don't you don't cut an onion dumbass fast the first time. No, you try to. You try to, and then you cut your finger, yeah. and you feel like an idiot. Dude, it's like the ultimate. Like I mean, even when I you know I try to talk to people about food, or people want to talk to me about food to certain degrees. And in my head, I'm always like, dude, the minute you do it, like, that's the quest. You start from there. However, whatever, you know, pace you want to do it at, home cook, chefs, whatever, it's like, it's like you said, it's it's a mind, it's, it's, a, it's a way to look at everything in the scope of, like, life in a lot of ways. Because all the things you're saying, you could apply that to fucking anything, right? To you know anything. what I mean? Repetition is that. And you're not, you can't necessarily wait for someone to hold your hand if you do have that. That's great. It's rare mm. that you get that in any profession. Super rare. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. that's why it just makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's it about it, really. Yeah. I was going to say something smart. But Profound, but no. No. Nah, just, <laughs> just repeat. Just keep repeating. Just re- rinse and repeat. I mean, you rinse only know what you know at a certain point. You know yeah. what I mean? Especially when you dabble in and you dig in. Like, I remember when I figured out, at least when I was cooking, like, my first five years of cooking, it was more, I was, like, young. So I'm just over here, like flying by the seat of my pants. But luckily, I know deep down I have this mechanism to just kind of cram information, even if I'm not inheriting it. Mm-hmm. And I always used to take notes even before cooking. Mm-hmm. So um, it's in my brain somewhere. And five years into my career, I just got into the right spot. And then it kind of, I kind of had to straighten out a little bit. And I really took the craft seriously. And then from there, I read a lot of the, you know, the books and cookbooks and shit. And, you know, just read the memoirs. And you kind of have this weird respect for the game in the sense of there's guys way before us that have done this to many degrees in different countries. And you're yeah. almost like, this is some weird superpower that we have in the idea that you can really make anything out of anything. Like when I look at my yeah. fridge, it's like a fucking video game. It's like, yeah. Oh, I go, yeah, this, I see. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's ding, 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 ding. You know what I mean? And it's, it's dope. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like subbing out parts. Mm-hmm. It, it's it, the, the iceberg little definition of like success is so true mm. for, for not just cooking, but like any, Anything. What is the iceberg definition? What is the that iceberg mean? is you can only see the tip of the iceberg, right? Mm-hmm. So you only see that people are successful at the top, and that's what you want. But what you don't see is 90% of the iceberg underneath. Mm-hmm. That is all the hard work that they had to all the chances that they took. Mm-hmm. You know, you take chances, and sometimes they don't work. Mm-hmm. And But it's a, that's not a reason to give up. You mm-hmm. take that. You learn, okay, that's bad. Don't do that again. Mm-hmm. That didn't work in this scenario. And then you... you climb it and you keep going to the next thing you cut your finger in your first five seconds dodging somewhere and you're like fuck dude i feel like such an idiot mm-hmm. but what 
what you don't see is that part of the iceberg is essential mm-hmm. because from that moment on, just for cutting the finger example, is you never cut your finger again because you know curl my fingertips back. Mm-hmm. And but all people see is you cut fast. Yes. They don't see that yeah, thirteen years. They don't see exactly thing, what yeah. you're looking at. Is you're mm-hmm. keeping your fingers back. Mm-hmm. You have the knife touching. People are just like, oh my god! It's so they don't, but they can't. Yeah, it's they not obvious to them. They, they don't, don't have the vision. The, yes, exactly. to see that. Yeah, and I'm sure it's like that with other fields. I'm, oh, I'm for sure. sure. Yeah. Computer programmers yeah. are like fresh out of school. I know how to do it. And then some senior programmers like, why do you write that? Yeah, exactly. That way, that's yeah. stupid. Because when it breaks later. Like you're never going to find these it. These idiots that went to school. I didn't even go to school yeah. self-taught. And that's kind of how it works. It's like every uh, everybody arrives at their at their spot or their journey, and they start. And it's almost, especially with cooking, like, because there's no definitive right or wrong. See, I was going to ask you this question because, you know, you're a longtime chef. And it's interesting because you were talking about risk and everything, right? It's weird because do you base that off of, like, reactions of people? Do you base it off of sales? Like, when you're putting, you know, your product out there, you know what I mean? Are you encompassing that? Because I look at cooking like art. It's it's to each his own. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing because you're not only doing it in the idea like, oh, you know, like, you're not selling, oh, this is $60,000. All I got to do is sell one dish. You're not like an artist artist in that way, but you're more, I'm putting out, like, artwork. Like, I did 200 you know, like nice little things. Yeah. And then you kind of have to base it off of the reaction plus how you feel. And it's this constant uneasiness. Yeah. Because it's never good enough. You know what I mean? Or at least that's what I think. I, I mean, yeah, it's think. it's never good enough for you because mm-hmm. you made it. You're going to see the one little part of it that wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. And every once in a blue moon, you mm-hmm. put out one dish and you're like, oh, man, dude, every single part of that was perfect. Mm-hmm. But then it's not even that you feel fulfilled. It's like, okay, now that I know I can do it perfect. Now I want to do every single one perfect, mm-hmm. which is probably never going to happen True. unless you have a huge staff and can pay them all a bunch of money. But, but when you feel it, though, because is it a uh, feel when you actually get the execution correct? Because does that happen like when you first put that plate out or does it happen like midway through like it's usually service. midway through the right? yeah, yeah, it's right? always it's always kind of one in the middle. It's never the last one. You always no, fuck it up should, somehow. One. Yeah, somehow Sauce breaks. Uh, You're just like, bro. Now I gotta fit. Now I gotta get more things dirty because I gotta fix it. Because yeah. I fucked up, you know. Mm. I don't know. It's never that fucking last plate. Yeah, it's always like midway through. You're like, oh, that one, that that piece of chicken, every Perfect. inch of that skin, mm. crisp. Yeah. Meat juice. But see, mm. when you get there and you you see it, you're like, shit. And then you're already on to the next one. But now yeah. the fact that you saw it, that's that shit where you're like, oh, I was, I yeah. know. Now I have I to know. reach that every time, every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the matter. but that's almost like a, Makes a testament. That's a testament to you. Like that's like your your ethic. That's what you do. You're like, yeah, I I strive for perfection. It never comes, and in the moment that it does, I don't bask in it. But I just know what it feels like, and I just strive for whatever that is. It's almost like just blindly reaching for something you know is there, and you felt it, or you touched it, or you smelt it, and then you're like, oh god, and it's just a constant thing. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's all about the the journey to perfection is is really the the fun part i mean being perfect at something must get really boring honestly yeah i mean then if you're like if you can't get better at what's the point Mm -hmm. uh uh, it makes me think of like nothing's ever perfect but it's always like you're on the journey is such a a thing i'm trying to think of the native american tribe from around here but they made these baskets Mm. and every single basket has one mistake oh on purpose interesting because they believe that they couldn't be perfect Mm. because they're spiritual leaders were perfect and they were not Mm. so they were not they didn't even allow themselves to be perfect but it's kind of like a weird way that Mm. they know that they made one mistake on purpose Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. they're almost making it perfect. Mm-hmm. So they do it deliberately. It's a deliberate mm-hmm. mistake, right? And mm-hmm. it's kind of self-sabotaging to think that way. But, you know, I'm not going to sit here and try and make mistakes, mm-hmm. but I accept that they're part of being a human being. Mm-hmm. And that, okay, I made that mistake. I'm not going to sit here and crumble, Yeah, you know, spiral down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, okay, I made it. That's it. We're moving on to the next one. I'm not going to make that mistake. But that's the journey to getting better is you slowly make these mistakes and then they start just disappearing. Mm. Mm. Every once in a while you have a bad night and you just make them all over again. You feel like an idiot. Yo, bad nights happen. And I you mean, just move on. You know what I mean? That's yeah, the, that's, that's the, the, the journey. Gotta you, have to, you have to keep going. Yeah. See, all the future yeah. chefs out there for all you guys that want to listen to a, a seasoned chef. He's telling you what's going on. It's the journey. It's anything in life. I mean, like you said, like. And I see it that way, too. It's like everything that I've done, even before cooking and cooking and anything after, it's like once you see it in one thing that you're passionate about, you the same rules apply. But you have mm-hmm. to find it first, whatever that is. And I think, like, you know, when you were talking about the cooking thing, that's definitely uh, the case. And, you know, so, like, for instance, like when we were talking about trying to find that perfect thing, uh, have you ever heard of something like a flow state, right, or anything yeah. like that? Describe to it's me. Awesome. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. When it, try to Try to put that in words. If you could try to put it out there in any example of, you know, your career at this point when you're just like, yo, or if it's something that, you know, you can tap into a little bit, you know what I mean? I mean, the flow state is just, uh, I think, I think most people know it from what are those like ASMR videos or whatever, satisfying videos. Mm -hmm. Imagine that, but you're the one producing that Mm. you want, instead of watching that feeling, you are that. Mm. And that's the way you move for hours on end. Mm. It's like magic. It feels great. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you don't even recognize that it's happening. Yeah. You're just like, boom, boom. Okay, I'm doing the next thing, doing the next yeah. thing, I'm doing the next thing. And then maybe like later that night, you're like, damn, dude, I crushed. Yeah. And you feel so such a sense of achievement mm-hmm. for sure. And you should. You feel like the shit. When yeah. You drink that beer. You're like, oh. Yeah. And you probably still, you know, when you look back and reflect, which I encourage that people do, I think, mm-hmm. you know, you have to be super honest with yourself about like, oh, yeah, I was doing really good. Maybe that one scallop, you know, that little piece of carbon from the pan mm-hmm. really got on the scallop and I should have taken a second and taken it off. Or, you know, I was cooking when I was roasting those vegetables earlier, those little tips of the carrot, mm-hmm. they got the burnt. burnt. How do I avoid that next time? Yeah. And either you know the answer or you can always go to someone with more ability than you um, and they're going to know, yeah. which is you, which is also a crazy part about cooking is everyone's always like, I want to be the best. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, it's not like you can just be the best at everything because you will not. Mm-hmm. Like someone who works with you may be just cheeks mm-hmm. at cooking chicken, yep. but they probably roast vegetables better than you ever had in your life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, vice versa. Yeah. But then you guys are, you're not one better than the other. You're mm-hmm. equally your team. better at different things. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's how you to get better is working with people who are better than you that's the like that. that's but the you thing have to about share back. that's the thing about like uh, kitchens i think is interesting it's always like an ego thing because i mean it's like any I artist don't you don't have i mean if you can't look at yourself or you can't really you know self-reflect or just be you know in that way no one else is going to tell you that because you know in the industry there is going to be a lot of ego i mean that's why i avoid most chefs at most just because it's like, oh, I am what I – I mean, yeah, you can definitely identify with your profession for sure, but it's never one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, like, yeah, man, like, you know what we talked I, about yeah. before. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah what, what I mean? we talked about before, yeah. Yeah, you no, know. No, it's true. So many so many do are like, I'm a chef, and mm-hmm. I am I do this, and 
we're so busy and da da da. And it's like, okay, but like, you need to have some humility, dude. Thank you have to. Yeah. Because otherwise, if you're the best at what you do, great. Yeah. But then what's but, but there? What, so what do you do? I, do, I just don't understand that. Because if I was the best at what I was, if I was the best pasta maker in the world, you know what I'd do? I would learn something else. Yeah. Because you've already achieved it. It's like, redundant from there. Yeah. You're I'm like, like no I'm one can guy. teach me. Yeah. If I'm the best at this, fine. Okay. No one can teach me this. Yeah. I'm going to teach everyone else and I'm going to go learn their skills. Yeah. But see, that's the and fine I'm going to continue yeah. to even get. I want to stay even better. Yes, yes, yeah, I, exactly. I, I just it's don't a constant get. thing. It's more maybe a mindset, maybe to individuals, but it is kind of one of those things where you're like, the weird part about cooking is no one will don you that. So at some point in your head, somehow you got <laughs> yeah, there, and that's no kind of we- that's what's weird about it, right? Because <laughs> yeah. there could be self-proclaimed people, which don't get me wrong, like, you know, like I have some confidence in my cooking for sure, but. Mm. I'm never going to say, like, oh, I'm the greatest at anything. If anything, anybody I ever talk to, they're like, oh, I just yeah. I used to be a dishwasher. That's, that's always my, like, talking mm-hmm. point. Like, that's oh, true. no, he's a chef. I was like, no, no, just regular dishwasher. Same I thing I used to say to you. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's how I was like, yo, but that's kind of, I don't know if it's an individual thing, but that's just kind of more of the industry. But anyways, let's talk about um, the article uh, we were talking about. So we okay. are in month 10, or no, no, 8 or 9. Month, whatever. Of this, you know, COVID situation, and restaurants are still closed. We're in California. Sacramento to be specific, and uh, yeah, we're in the shutout. And you sent me an article from Rob Report, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, they were talking about don't get it twisted. The government, for sure. Yes. Yeah. So expand on that a little bit, or let's just get into that. Uh, so I yeah, let's just dive right into it, huh? Yeah. Um, well, it's weird, you know, being able to talk politics freely, not being associated with any one business right now. That's what I'm saying. Lit. Honestly. Yes. <laughs> but that's uh, the thing you don't hear a lot because it is kind of your your reputation or your yeah. business at stake well so I mean, I get just financially you're trying to draw in every customer mm-hmm. so you can't alienate anybody nope. yeah but um yeah so the article basically talked about how the federal government has chosen this route to screw over small business restaurants and um it seems like a very it's a really well-written article because it seems super controversial at first i'm sure the headline grabs a bunch of people, a of people. uh i think they did a very fair job and saying, you know, this is where the government has gone wrong, but then this is where small business owners have kind of been skirting, and you know, they you have your fault to play at that, and this is where you, as the diner or general customer, this is where you have messed up and contributed back to the government making worse and worse what I feel are worse and worse decisions. Uh, right now, Cal or Sacramento's purple, but we can still have outdoor dining. No inside. As of right now. As of right now. But keep in mind, LA as of today, no outdoor dining as well. Yeah. To, go it, yeah, to go only. To go only. Yep. To go as only. of today. That's LA. Um Yeah, I mean I think I think with the flu season kinda I don't know if it's in full swing or not. Mm-hmm. I've been super lucky. I haven't gotten the flu in forever. Mm-hmm. I get um, it every year, so yeah, that's me. So yep. Cool. Glad you're here. Boom. You're welcome. <laughs> I'll make sure to touch everything before um, I leave, yes. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's a good choice to have people outside. Uh, I think it's safe. I think it's the best choice that they have at the moment. Uh, I think what most people are upset about is that, you know, places of just general shopping, clothes shopping, the container store, Nordstrom Rack, Home Goods. Um, I'll even go to grocery stores, but, you know, we'll put a little asterisk next to them Mm -hmm. for a second. You know, people are much closer together in those stores than they are at restaurants. Truth. Because, and I think a lot of small business owners, restaurant owners are kind of peeved about that and are like, look, 
we've complied with everything you guys have come down on us with, but you have done nothing to these people mm-hmm. and you're just acting like you have no control, but then you're controlling us, you know, it, in a crazy way. Mm-hmm. And, and they've been complying for the most part. You know, there's definitely been some restaurants that have just said, I don't, I don't give a damn. I'm doing whatever I want. I mean, at we, at, at month eight and your yeah. business is on the fringe, it's almost like you can't blame. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, to be yeah, honest. Do what I you mean, have to do. Yeah. True. Do what you ha- do what you have to do yeah. though. Play you know, at your own risk. I've definitely basically. seen some restaurants who don't have to take that chance, and they're just kind of, you know, that's their belief system. And I'm not here to fault anyone's beliefs. You know, not. we got to work together. I I completely believe that. I'm not going to sit here and just think I you know say you're an idiot. Yeah. But as long as you can back up what you're saying, if you're just going to say, "Well, I think this," and that's it, that's it, and then I'm not going to believe you. Um. But yeah, why aren't you know? Uh, grocery stores or or shopping stores being told you have this square footage of walkable square footage then you're allowed x amount of people and they you have to come up with a system for keeping them six feet apart and you know because all that has happened to restaurants they've come down hard hard everyone has to wear a mask you can only have this many tables Mm -hmm. you know which is the, the amount of person seeing and the tables have to be spaced as far apart you know, we could we could go into whatever Nordstrom Rack today, mm-hmm. which I love that place. Yeah. <laughs> and Obviously. you know, why why don't their displays have to be six feet apart? That's what I'm saying. They don't even have a door person, like you know. Yeah, counting. Yeah, counting. Home people. Home Goods did the other day. Okay. There when I I was impressed, you yeah. know. Um, but it, you know, I think it's kind of like, well, that's not fair, mm-hmm. you know. Which is, and the government is here to help us all, and. I think the main point that um, the small businesses are getting mad at is it seems like the big businesses are so big that the government's like, they can't fail, so we're going to let them do what they want. Mm -hmm. And it's either we're all in this or we're not. Mm -hmm. Because if we keep playing this 50-50 game, that's why we're on month 10 Mm -hmm. and we're about to, or if we are, some people say we're in the middle of the rise right now or about to have one, I don't know. But we could be done. We could be, for sure. Other countries are done. Yeah. I know I and I get you know everyone kind of probably wrote me off right there for just being like well other countries kind of like I get America is like huge yeah. I, I I understand that yes. because I used to be feeding people every day yep. and it's crazy the amount of people mm-hmm. you know so a solution that's going to work for a smaller country is not going to work for us nope. but if part of your solution is keeping people distance why isn't that just also part of your solution for these other businesses everything else why specifically the food business yeah and i think that's what you, the article kind of highlights in the, in the idea like it is kind of weird that it is specifically restaurants because in the article it also has that uh that you know that statement of uh this is like a big portion of you know employees employers Huge. Big. It, if anything that's like one of the biggest ones in america you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I think I think the CRA mean? has said multiple times that California gets most the CRA is the California Restaurant Association. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think most of a, a huge percentage. I don't remember off the top of my head of California tax money comes from restaurants. Mm-hmm. So and California is the fifth largest economy in the world, I think, still. Mm-hmm. So you can only imagine how much tax money over the country that the U.S. is getting. That's what I'm saying. You know, it it's. It's weird. It's, I don't it's know what weird to make of it. That you know, that it just adds to the the unsettledness mm-hmm. that these big businesses seem to be kind of being able to do what they want, mm-hmm. but then we're so much of the money, but we're not. Yeah. It's like are so, they trying to rearrange it economically? Like yeah. or are we just putting 
and I'm I'm now I'm venturing into just open Conspiracy. thought here. You know what I mean? Like I'm a crazy person, but you almost have to think. It's like, okay, this has always been the biggest fear of just having you know, like movies already alluded to it. I think it was um, movies Sylvester Stallone and Sandra Bullock, Judge Dredd. No, 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 was it Judge Dredd? I don't remember. But anyways, Taco Bell was the place only, mm. only restaurant in the I'm assuming that little microcosm of the world. Yeah. It's almost like this is everybody understands that big business is a thing. It's like, yo, trying to stave that off. Now, it sucks that if we're going to insinuate that government and big business are working together, because obviously that's not how this shit's supposed to work. No. But it is interesting how this kind of trickles down. And it's like, yeah, how come all of a sudden every fast food joint now can get their food to your house in split seconds and everything has been implemented in, I'm not saying in benefit of them because every restaurant obviously can't participate, but yeah. with mom and pop shops in particular in this yeah. area, Hey, keep distance, you know, uh, to go only. And, you know, and we've talked about, I think it was the last podcast we were talking maybe it was you or somebody else, but like DoorDash and all these other businesses, those are, those are, you know, not the most consistent businesses to, you know, pair up with small businesses. Like oh, I, I want them. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's them. what I'm saying. I hate them all. Food integrity comes into play, a uh, higher cost, and it's almost it messes up the brand or the reputation that you know smaller businesses have built. So, but yet you have these co-broker deals with bigger businesses, with you know DoorDash, with these places that are able to, you know, get their subpar product or you know whatever you want to say about you know big business food to their people, and people obviously are always going to opt out in the weirdest way for convenience and cost, and that's kind of uh, especially at sure. a time like this. Especially uh, if sure. people aren't working, it's almost like the odds are stacked against, to your point, the biggest, you know, contributor to, you know, economy, at least in California in, that, in many regards in, in, in terms of also employers, employees. It's just a, it's such a weird thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's kind of going back to the point that the article is making is that the federal government has chosen for small businesses to fail basically with their reaction. Mm -hmm. Because, look, I'm not mad that McDonald's exists. Mm -hmm. I if you have a good business plan, you should succeed. True. There, I'm fine. That's American fine. Dream. Yep. But like I said before, I want to play by the same rules, though. True. And you know, okay, that's fine. They have more capital that they can they can do things right away. But you, as the government, are not here just for the big business mm -hmm. to be, to react. If your guidelines are this, and you see, oh wow, half. I don't know. I don't know what the percentage for small to huge businesses would be, but let's just say it's half half that group cannot do that maybe that's not a good choice or maybe we have to step in as the government and say okay these are our these are the things that we've made we see that x y and z you have the capital you can do it and yes it sucks to suck that you have the money to implement this but this is for the betterment of our country mm -hmm. and if you don't have the money you know you small true small mom and pop restaurants you know everyone got all mad about shake shack and mm -hmm. and Roos chris getting that money yep you know, through the loophole, um, you know, but that's the government's job. Just like I wouldn't go in to eat somewhere mm -hmm. and, and be like, Oh, my steak was undercooked or whatever. Or, and just be like, uh, it's fine. It's fine. Mm -hmm. No, that's your job. Yes. You have to do your job well. Yes. And like we were saying, it's like, we elect the people who lead us. Yeah. And so I, I don't understand why people are not being held accountable whether it's people just don't believe they can hold them accountable, which is crazy. I, I hope not because then we're really screwed. But it seems like that's the case. It Talking about, like you know, your governor, my governor, like yeah. caught twice red handed eating indoors at yeah. a fancy establishment. For no reason. 
For no reason. And he comes out like, oh, oversight. But yes, you guys ought to close still. Yeah, but oversight, except if a business does that, they're going to get hit with ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars 30000 in fines. Exactly. And their license is taken away. away. Yeah. You know, so so what are the repercussions for you? A slap on the wrist? Which, is, you know, goes into a whole bigger argument that I don't know if we want to get into about yes. who gets who gets <laughs> slapped on the wrist and, you know, who Well, who holds accountable? That's head. what I'm saying. If, if he's the governor of our, you know, state, like, you see your leader just doing whatever you want. That's what I'm saying. Why can't I? That's what it almost seems like. Okay, oh, because you're too big to grab? fail? Thank you. Is this some weird power grab going on? Because it's almost like they're mocking us in a way of like, yeah, hey, y'all do that, <laughs> but I'm not really going to do that. Yeah. And then I get caught. Oh, sorry. But yes, still. But I have, I have enough power and money that it's actually okay. That's and it's I'm not saying. that big a deal. Yeah. So, And I had a reason that I had to. Uh, no, you didn't. That's what I'm saying. But who holds them accountable? Is it the people? The people should, I think. The people should. But then that's But no weird. one does. Thank you. So but, then we're out of we're out of but touch. But why with don't they? I think is is the question. Because that's a bigger culture question more yeah. so than anything else. Because let's just take away all the other states and cities and just focus on California or Sacramento or however you want to do that. The culture here is weird. Like you said, we're we're almost our own country at a certain point. And then let's microcosm sure. into Sacramento. That is weird that we don't hold anybody accountable. I mean, to be honest, there's a lot of people that don't even know who the mayor is, let alone the governor. Well, because the mayor's a pushover here. But that's what I'm saying. But we are the people that put him into power. Yeah. It's just it it blows my mind, you know, with this whole Karen trend, which I love on the TikTok. Every single one of them, Hilarious. that people will go to a Dunkin' Donuts mm-hmm. and their chocolate latte will not have five pumps or whatever they ordered, mm-hmm. and they will go off on some 18 year old. Mm-hmm. Go off mm-hmm. on a problem that could be easily fixed if they just had a little kindness. Mm-hmm. And then the governor of your state who's telling you to stay inside blatantly mm-hmm. breaks everything he said. Mm-hmm. And people are just like, well, it's, you know, he. Well, it's, you know what? I don't no. know what the reason is. No. That's why I don't get it. I'm like, people are more outraged. I was like, yo, I'd be more outraged. It just, just like because moved on to the next story. It moved on to the next cycle within like yeah. five minutes. If it right. was even covered. I mean, people don't even know that happened. People don't even know what happened the first time. It was like, oh, all wineries are closed, this and that. But yet, my but winery will open. stay open. And, the, the, you know, I don't want to get too personal with him. But it's like, isn't it weird that the district where his kids are going to school opened up for in-school first that's what i'm saying you know and that's part of the nature of that district in particular which we're not i don't want to say because you know we are talking about elitism we're talking like, about you know people how, that have you know yeah, privilege how? type of thing first 100 percent privilege classism. it's exactly it's, what people are pissed off about mm-hmm. but they'll be so pissed off at the cops but then it's like your leader does that and you're like well well, well, we're not what? To say nothing. That's why I'm like, yo, are we looking at a little dictatorship? I mean, he could do anything he wants at this Apparently, point. Apparently, if people are, if it's a dictatorship, if he gets away with it, right? Uh, that's what I'm saying. This is twice. So twice. how many times? Because he's looking at this, and the way I always put it, it's like you know when someone flinches at you, like out of nowhere, and you're like, oh, yeah. you're almost like, oh, I got you. That's yeah, kind of what we did. He did it twice to us, and we're yeah. all just hanging out here. I and mean, people are just, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Or uh, I've. I remember talking to Chris mm-hmm. and, you know, when we needed more money as a country for mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. Congress just went on break. Yeah. Uh, it fucking excuse me. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. You your country needs you more than ever yeah. and you're just going to go on vacation. I mean, this is their vacation time. Yeah. Like it happened yeah. in the Midwest. I, d- I don't care. There was a Guess governor what? that did that to their people. Like, hey, yeah. no travel, travel ban. And the next I'm day I'm going to Hawaii. Missouri. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, that's crazy. Uh, but well, yet. Like our whole it. assembly mm-hmm. just went to Hawaii. Everybody. To do, you can't work from home for that? 
It's gotta no, be Hawaii. Well, us as taxpayers, I got to pay for you to go to Hawaii to meet in person. We do have to pay. Nah. For that. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's called Zoom. Okay. But see what's good. Or you for know what? You guys all you meet in person. Not I don't care. But that's what I'm saying. They're doing the way it seems. That I'm crazy, but I'm just saying it's like the rules that they're telling us do not apply to them. Yeah, I mean, and there'd be people who would sit here right now and be like, yes, they do. And, you know, I don't, I don't see an argument against that except for just showing them they literally don't because they keep breaking them. Yes. So what is your argument now? You don't no. have one. No. People They're, just accept it. So that's where we're going yeah. into dangerous territory of, like, yeah. they control us. Because now we're in the situation where, okay, government shut us down. Hey, government, give us money. The money that we pay. So that's why I'm like, yo, if we're getting stimulus, that's our money that we already pay. Because, you know, in California, we pay a shit ton of taxes here. So much. We are the highest, both business yeah. and, you know, uh, uh, personal. Would, I'm, I'm fine with it, but I need to see results. That's the problem because people don't think like that out here or they're not going to hold their people accountable because we act yeah. like we didn't put them in office. And yet yeah. we did. But yet they're doling it out and we're just waiting here like, well, we're scared. One second. Hey, we need money. But that's our money. So that's why it's yeah. such a mind fuck because people are kind of like, well, I'm confused. Yeah. And all the reports and everything and news. I mean, we're in an election year on top of the height and that. So it does mm -hmm. make everything crazy. And it doesn't even allow people to talk. That's why I'm like, it just blows my mind, honestly, blows, blows because my mind, it's just think of anything that you would pay for, which you pay the salaries for the government. Yes. I accept that. That is, that is a that's truth. truth. They don't, there's no other way they make I, money. And if, if they you, do, that's already yeah. a red flag in itself. I really want to hear an argument against that. Cause I, I would be fascinated yes. because I cannot think of one and I try to be really fair. But if you pay for something, you expect something back. True. You know, you pay someone to lay your driveway concrete. Yes. They do a I shit want the ass job there. Yes. Or they just don't do it. What do you do? Yes. You go after him. Yes. yes. You don't just roll over and take it. But that's exactly what people are doing. They're just rolling over and being, I can't do anything. I think we've been conditioned to just be accepting of how the shit is. Because, look, think about it. You don't ever grow up learning about anything in government, really. And, I mean, even when you're older, you don't pay attention because there's so much going on in, you know, your everyday life. People don't want to pay attention. So I don't know if this is a generational thing or this is just something that happens, but if you understand how that works, taxes pay for the government. And however you want to see it, whatever side you fall on, you know, the aisle or whatever party you prescribe to, the I think the biggest problem is people have a hard time talking to each other. Because we could disagree all day in, in other minuscule things, but let's be honest, there are people out there who are suffering you know what I mean? Let's just be, you know, poignant in the idea that we are talking about the restaurant I think business. Anybody could look at their town today mm -hmm. and know that there's more homeless people on the streets. Way more. Way more. And, and not to say those people are from the actual area because, you know, you always no. hear stories of people getting busted in, bust out. Yeah, but that. just regardless, there's more. There's so there's more. more people suffering. Because we are a sanctuary state on top of that. It's California's a sanctuary yeah. state. And Sacramento, every underpass, go on K Street. It looks like sure. the apocalypse. Yeah. I mean, uh, it just. Yeah, I don't understand why people can't talk without listening or without getting offended. Um, it's like it's like your political belief is so tied to who you are as a person. But that's how they get you because they get you emotionally. It's like it's not yeah, an emotional thing. Just, We're talking about basics like, yo, I pay this much. We pay this yeah. much. Let's figure out what's actually happening. But we don't. And I think it's OK to get emotional, you know, uh, I, I think why not? If you're mad, just be mad. But be mad. recognize yes. that you are mad. Yeah. And recognize that if I'm mad and I'm not going to contribute to the conversation, mm -hmm. I need to step aside for a minute or whatever I got to do, collect yourself mm -hmm. and come back because you're not going to get that. That That is their goal. Like you said, they yes. want to get you pissed off. So yes. you look crazy. Yes. 
Yes, that's why anybody who speaks so you marginalize yourself. Yeah, they don't. You you take yourself out of contention to Mm -hmm. do anything by Mm -hmm. because they marginalize you. Mm -hmm. But you have to like slow down, Mm -hmm. and it's hard. It is. But this, you know, you got to deal with the situation you're in, dude. Just because you don't want to be, just because you, oh, I wish, I wish, I wish. That's I wish you'd get off your fucking ass and do and something do about something. it. How about anything, that? Anything. That's why yeah. I'm like, the way that the rules are set up, it's almost like they don't want people to even converse. Hey, you don't need to the Zoom. Or like, it's a culture thing. I always look back the last 10, 20 years and just see how culture has really changed. Then I'm looking at, you know, the generation going forward. I mean, we are going to become the, you know, the voting class once this generation kind of ekes out. Mm-hmm. And you look at how our culture is. I mean, right now we're relegated to 130 characters on Twitter, 30 second videos, and then people don't conversate for more than 10 minutes. And then on top of that, now they disassociate and get bored. And I don't care. Saying. Yeah. Or, Oh no, I don't talk politics, religion, anything that, and Who right now is the someone time to do. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Like, well, we're too sensitive. It's like, I'm not going to upset you. Or I shouldn't upset you if I have a different political view- mm-hmm. belief. Yeah. That's why, you know, both ways, this like, oh, you voted, I hate you. That is absurd. Insane. That is exactly what they want. Mm-hmm. They want you to hate the other side. Mm-hmm. And they could continue to do whatever honestly, they're doing. And then everyone's like, well, the middle is the majority. Okay, let's prove it. Yeah. Where do you stand? And people, well, no I'm one, not do anything. it's like no one wants to take that first step. No. People are scared because right now it is highly volatile. It is a sensitive thing. But, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just you have to be, I, in my opinion, to talk about it and just get mm-hmm. your voice or frustrations. Like you said, take mm-hmm. time, calm down, look at the Write information presented, <laughs> take some notes going back to the beginning of the pod, and then you make your choices because I think right now what's happening is anything that's a headline, anything that's on your social media feed, because people aren't even going to read past the headline, no. let alone the whole article. So oh. now everybody's making snap judgments. And then on top of that, you're talking about think tanks. Like, okay, I align with this, so this is what I am. It's like, yo, mm-hmm. you shouldn't have something telling you what that is. You should be able to go for things that matter to you, figure out you know, where you stand, look at yeah. both sides. look at the fa- I mean, that's what I, I would think that that's what people do, but now we're going into the territory of where is today's culture. And I think that's a big pick a side. That's why that's why everybody always likes one of the third, fourth, fifth choices Mm -hmm. to vote for somebody. But they never do. No. Right. Yeah. Why don't they? Because it doesn't matter. They have no chance. Yeah. They have no chance because the other sides. Mm -hmm. Well, they have no chance because you're doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. You won't even vote for them. Mm -hmm. Everybody's playing a game of chicken. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, yeah. Everybody thinks they know what's going on. Nobody knows. But you know who wins in the game of chicken? Boom. The person running the game. Boom. The people running it, the, they yep. do. That's what I'm saying. Two it's wolves like, and a sheep trying you to figure have out what's to, for You have to be willing you're, to sacrifice a little bit to mm-hmm. get anywhere. Yeah. Nothing's going to work 100% the way you want it to. It's not supposed to work it, that way, but that's why we it's work America. as a collective. Thank you. What's best for most, but if nobody's saying anything... Whoever's running the game will just decide, and almost people are willing to accept that. That's why I'm like, oh, I'm, I ain't got to go to work. I'll just wait for that check. Well, now we're going into some dangerous territories. Like Super I've been dangerous. to Cuba, and I've seen that. I've seen what that shit looks like. Yeah. like. Yeah, it's great everybody has houses. It's great everybody has medical care, but you don't get to choose that. Like I, go to a, I went to a grocery store in Cuba, and I'm like, one type of soda, one type of meat, one type of pillow, one type of mattress. That's it. I mean, is that where we're going? Because I don't know if people understand that of putting that much, you know, or accepting that government will make the right choices for us. It's like, yo, you know that we put them in power, right? Like, so we choose. We have the right to choose. But if you know what they're going to do, they're not going to give us options. It's like I always bring up the DMV argument. Everybody mm-hmm. like the DMV? No, nah, man, it takes too long. It's slow. You know, that's a, a government entity. Yeah. That's that's you can how change. I, you can make change. You can make change. Oh no, 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 you can't. 
you can easily make change. I mean, people used to used to be cigarette, you know, commercials. Everybody used to openly smoke cigarettes everywhere, mm-hmm. and then government intervened and people, you know, talked. And now you see they give you the information and your right to choose. I don't agree with them, you know, taking away, you know, hey, you can't smoke indoors. I I'm more of the idea like if, let them do whatever business they want to do. Yeah. If as a person you have to make a choice, that's the problem. I think what's happening is because now people don't even want to make a choice. They just want to have everything. That's a good point. It's like, if I don't make a choice, no one can ever be mad at me. And that's the problem. Yeah. Because your inaction is a choice. Thank you. Your compliance. You don't have to make a, you don't have to, you don't have to choose a side per se, but you, I I would think that you would at least want to put your two cents in, especially if you're paying taxes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm not telling you to pick red or blue. Like, no, this could play out a multitude different ways, but just it's whatever's, you know, uh, whatever you're passionate about. But in today's climate right now, you're l- everybody knows someone that works in a in restaurant. Yeah. Easily. I really hope you get this on soon because I would I would say I'll the put this best, shit on tonight. The best question you could put on at the end of, for people to comment back or talk about back that would be so much fun to talk about would be specific ways of, or specific things reactions that people could do mm-hmm. to start making a difference. Mm-hmm. Is, is writing a letter to your senator the it's best way to go? Yeah. Maybe not from one person, but, but what if people, one yeah. person writes one and shares it with people, mm-hmm. modifies it, maybe sacrifices some of the things they want to add something that someone else wants, and then you can get a 1,000 people behind it, mm. or maybe you can get 5,000 people behind it, mm. and maybe it's just about one thing at a time, and I think everyone people wants to fix that. everything at once, nope. and we're so deep in this. Mm-hmm. You have to take baby steps just like mm-hmm. with learning. Mm-hmm. You have to do one thing at a time mm-hmm. and know that you're going to make a mistake along the way. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, but you have to accept that as the group. Mm-hmm. And it's like almost like no one wants to accept that we're in a bad state now. No, because then it's like, well, I made a mistake. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. That's why you go through okay. first grade, then you yep. go to second grade. You make mistakes, you just learn through them and you yeah. push through. For some reason, in now eighth grade, we've you write a paper that you way. think is hella dope, and freshman year, you're like, that, that was trash. Trash. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Only if we had something that we can all connect to and be able to communicate, right? If only we had like some kind of social networking. That'd be so cool because we could reach each other so (laughs) quick. You're talking about having like, you know, a question or a letter and people editing it. That sounds amazing. And only if we had a vehicle that we can all, you know, click into at the drop of a dime and put input in at real time. In our pocket, maybe. Dude, that'd be crazy. If you had it all the time on you, dude, amazing. I'm telling you. Do you know how smart the government is? They weaponized that. They turned everyone against each other. Talking on about it. me conspiracy. Yeah. Oh, here we for go. Sure. For sure. Italian. But it's, a, it's just because no one will just slow down. No. You have to. But it's almost like they've engineered us to feel this way. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm a, I'm a big history buff in the idea. Like I always look at that from all standpoints, including culture, because I'm a big TV baby. I was a big consumer when I was a kid. I was like, I wanted everything, and I, I look back at that kind of behavior, and I'm almost like, yo, that's. That's some weird type of brainwashing. I mean, it's not TV. Pro- it's not called TV programming for no reason. Mm-hmm. Programming, yes. Yeah, you're you a brain. To slow down. <laughs> Everyone wants to do things perfect first try. That's not realistic. No, it's not gonna happen. But that's what they sell to us on TV. Yeah. I'm only gonna show you the yeah. success. I'm not gonna show you the journey. Yeah. Like, what the fuck am I gonna show you the journey? Yeah. You need to get up here. Yeah, I want instant. Instant. I want I now. Want instant gratification. Go to any coffee shop. Instant. 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 Everything's yeah. instant. And I now yeah. now kind of trying to reverse that. So I'm hoping. In this dark time, if you want, if I want to label that, maybe this will be a culture shift. Maybe there are people at home right now drumming their thumbs up and really like thinking and looking to 
podcast, looking to other forms of you know uh, mm-hmm. opinions, and maybe there is something underneath that we don't know that's happening. I can only hope. Yeah. I can only hope. I mean, I would, I would just hope that people, you know, don't wait for somebody. Mm-hmm. Don't wait for nobody. That's what it seems. If like. you see a problem, deal with it. Deal with it. Yeah. Or if and you talk need help, to other people. if you need help dealing with it, bring another person in. Yeah. See. But don't don't let some mental block block you. Yeah. Write, write it notes. down. Be like, this is a problem. Yes. What am I going to do to fix yeah. it? Notebooks for sale everywhere. You can buy a notebook no- everywhere. Yeah, nothing gets fixed if everyone's watching. Nope. That's what I'm saying. Share ideas. Like, talk to each other. I mean, nobody, and this is something I always say, because people ask me, like, oh, do I, I podcast? I'm like, yeah, I podcast for almost my own therapy at this point. And mm-hmm. I recommend everybody do it to any level in any degree, because as much as you get satisfaction off of doing notes, which I also do, I have clipboards and paper everywhere. It's a release just as much as this is, because... It's getting something out there. And when I put this out there for anybody or nobody that listens to it, I'm just hoping that one person kind of changes their mind because it is one of yeah. those small things just to start the conversation. I tell people no one talks to anybody for more than five minutes in a day anymore. No, definitely not. You know what I'm saying? Twitter is only this many characters. IG is only this. And they've somehow figured out a way to fucking have our brains really log into that and just be stuck. And don't get me wrong. I'm that guy, too. I'm looking at booty clapping all day long. Like, mm-hmm. this is what I do. <laughs> but at the same time, I do have some conscious and I'm, I'm trying to be very proactive in looking at how I could transform my brain and change my environment around yeah. me. It's little things like this, like you opening up your home to have me here. That's huge. Like, and to have this conversation, I'm definitely going to put this out. And there could be two people that listen to this motherfucker and maybe comment. And maybe that's one. That's a victory to me because one yeah. person decided to, you know, take the chance and learn it. And I think that's that true. that's those little steps that everybody's talking about. I'm just one person though. You're yeah, just one person. Just one person. And like you said, California is its own fucking country at this point. Yeah. And look where we're at. We are having to stay at home and we're talking about LA can't even go outside except for protesting and religious purposes. Like, yeah, that's insane. We got to be inside by 10. Crazy. Here. We have a curfew. Are we not talking about yeah. control? Like, yeah. are we not talking about dictatorship yeah. here? Look, I, yeah, without going too far, it's like, I believe I, I have to believe that the government wants to help us, mm. but at the same time, they they need it's almost like they need leadership from us they yes. want they want to know what you want mainly because they want your vote to stay yeah. to stay in yeah but like recognize that like they they want to lead you these people mm-hmm. chose to live in the public life mm-hmm. chose to get berated mm-hmm. from people left and right to yeah. lead you you should be shitting on them rightfully so like but that's why i'm saying like the, they chose that life yeah so the government entity shouldn't have to be this hero and don't get me wrong like you know whatever anybody thinks about the current president up until however this all plays out I don't care that I don't like his like when I always talk to people about it, people are like, oh, he's just, you know, he just he comes off wrong. I don't give a fuck how he comes off. I'm just looking at how policy works. Like, yeah, that's the whole point. Like, however, whoever you're voted, just looking you like at his not, results, not the means. Yeah, it's like, yo, I don't care the personality. He's supposed to get shitted on. That's the whole point, because yeah. like you said, we're right down the middle. It's everybody's not going to like anything. But when you see some weird shit, when it's like overwhelmingly taking over the culture and people are changing it, that's where I see the problem. And I think mm-hmm. people don't see the underlying problem in that because now the presidency in at least the last couple of times have, has truly become the popularity contest. So looking going forward, you're like, OK, are we getting into a point where people forget like, hey, we're the ones in charge, not them. We outnumber them the, a bit. So many. It, yeah. What they do we do? Stop us. Yeah, exactly. They so, couldn't. but we feel, or if people, it would seem like people are helpless. Because, yeah. like I said, we're living in a state, we have a curfew. Yeah. They're telling us how to run business. And I don't even think they know what they're doing. Or, I mean, maybe they do. You could make well, an argument you, for you anything. You can't say that some 
state assemblyman knows more about your business than you do. Fuck no. You work in it every day. Yep. Exactly. But I'm not going to sit here and say I know more about how the assembly operates than they do. No, of course not. But that's not my job. It's not and your it's job. It's not their job to know about me. Exactly. It's our job mm-hmm. for me to go to them. This is a problem. Yes. And I need your help to mm-hmm. fix it. Exactly. And they're, and it's their job to say, I hear your problem mm-hmm. and I'm going to help you. So it's not it, their job to be like, thank you. I'm just, well, I, I can't do anything. No, I don't give a damn if you feel like you can't do it. You are going to do something about it because that is your part. Yeah. I and I'm pretty sure there's restaurants right. out there that are going out there. But it's it sucks when it's only like six. Because this is not only affecting those restaurant people. Man, I'm, I should, if, if anything, it would make sense to see a ton of people. But now we're talking about culture again. Yeah. Convenience. Some people are okay with this. Some people want to not, you know, uh just want to stay home and not do anything, I guess, or whatever is happening at home. And it sucks because, yo, if we were, if, if right now, today, everybody's like, yo, everybody got on Twitter, everybody's on a Sacramento feed or something. Hey, we're all going to the government offices and we're all going to go up front and just be like, hey, we need to relook at this thing and businesses need to open and do this. I'm pretty sure shit could get done pretty quick in my head. I'm pretty For sure. sure things if we demanded it, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. the problem is we are so fractured and separated and, Scared to talk or however it all plays out. Well, because everyone's worried about what me. What about me? Yes, exactly. I want to get the most benefit, mm-hmm. and it's like, look, man. Yeah, you're I'm not thinking you. about your fellow man. You're not what, thinking about what about it. If no one's willing to drop that, we're always gonna be like that. We're always mm-hmm. gonna be fractured. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, dude, not everybody like who is the person to take that first step. Let, yeah. let it be you. Yes, exactly. Let it be you to be the first person mm-hmm. to say. I, I'll listen to you. Mm-hmm. I want to. I want to yeah. be together with you. Yeah, we might disagree, but let's let's work it out. Let's yeah. talk disagreements. Let's see where we stand. And even if it's not anything in the, the idea, like you don't have to go to your government official like immediately. But let's just entertain the idea. Whoever's in your circle, start mm-hmm. really talking about the things that I think would matter because everybody's eating food. And let's just start there yeah. and be like, yeah, it is kind of odd how restaurants are. Yeah, you know what? It is kind of, you know, I don't, yeah. yeah. I do and try not people. to get lost in, in the numbers, Thank in you. the analytics. Because mm-hmm. everyone is like, well, I can prove my, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Time, take it, take a breath. Oh, yes, exactly. I don't need you to prove it. It's I just want to hear thing. your ideas. Yes, yes. What it, you know, because I'll tell you, I would think everybody wants world peace everyone's just got a different way they want to get there mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. that's okay yeah but can we at least agree on these superficial ideas and people mm-hmm. like will not because i have to prove my point and like mm-hmm. you don't have to prove your point to me mm-hmm. i want every business to succeed too mm-hmm. i don't see anything wrong with being super successful no there's nothing wrong with it but it the, in, in the way of how you do it and yeah. how you want to do it and those are kind of the things that we're talking about it's like what is the setup here how do we yeah. figure that out because there's easily enough room for everybody but when you start playing like scarcity that fucks with your mind and then that ultimately you know changes your whole uh, culture type thing it's like that's kind of what we're alluding to and like i said i don't know if it's dark times and maybe that's the light at the end of the tunnel maybe this is some weird shit that needs to happen before we shift because it Mm -hmm. does seem like a weird shift i don't know in what capacity any conspiracy theorist can go down the rabbit hole and give you 25 things that are happening behind the scenes and you know, whatever, but in in plain sight, it it's odd that we are here at month, whatever. Because, I mean, when we with, did the first with, podcast, with, it was like, like yo. It was almost like, like no progress. Really. No progress. We went back to square one yeah. recently. You get know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's almost like nothing came out of it. It's almost like, yo, we were progressing somehow and then back square one. And there's mm-hmm. no other, you know, talking point after that. Yeah. And everybody just kind of mm-hmm. submitted to it. Like, okay. okay. Even though I just built yeah. this outdoor that isn't yeah. that. Okay. I'll yeah, just okay. accept it. Cool. That's well. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's what I got. It's like, well, 
how did we get back here? No one's or, asking that or, question. Are you just? It's almost like they're just being arbitrary, mm-hmm. which I is where people are getting super upset. And it's like we we'll believe you, but like you gotta bring us along with the journey. Something, something. And you know, I'm telling you know this may seem counterintuitive because I just said you know when you talk to your fellow person, don't get lost in the analytics. Yeah, but. When you're talking about the people who lead you, mm-hmm. I, I expect more from you. Mm-hmm. And if, if you're going to make a decision that's going to affect me, mm-hmm. I can live with it. Mm-hmm. But, like, you got to give me the chance to live with it. You know, mm-hmm. if I if I sat here and told you, you know, you could sit in that chair, but don't you fucking dare sit in the other chair. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, well, why not? I'd be like, I don't know. I said so. Yeah, that's it. That's really that's what it, it is. Because there's no, like you said, it, it's back to purple. Yep. Cases went up. And now you know what? Barbers can open now. Not the first time, but they can open now. It's like, and did, mm. So it's where, and that's what, I think that's what a lot of small businesses are just like, why are you making this choice? Yes. You know, because if you can come up with a study that shows 90% of new COVID cases stem directly from restaurants. Then we're okay. In, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I get it. Like Although I'm extreme. I I'm still looking, want, I still need help from you. That's what I'm saying. For my business to survive. But it's like, okay, I can. I have a reason, at least when people ask me, like, what's going on, at least I have something to say back and say, yes. well, that's just the way it is. Nope. Nope. That's what I'm saying. See, for me, it almost seems as if there are restaurants in our state, if not our county, that people have died in. That's what how we're treating it. Because, like you said, other places, like I go to the supermarket, that shit's packed like a motherfucker. I was watching yeah. Black Friday sales at the mall, and people are lined up shoulder to shoulder, running in there. And I'm like, and there's no doorman. There's no, there's no restriction. And even today, the mall is still open. After there yeah. was a shooting, I'm like. So it's like, how, how are you going to tell me that the restaurant, and bring it back. Yes. You know, how are you going to tell me that the restaurants have to follow all these new guidelines and have to follow all these restrictions when it's just like you won't do it to anyone else? Mm-hmm. You know, we just, we need just something. something. Some, it's Anything. like, we're just like falling off a cliffside yeah. or down, rolling down a hillside and there's no break no. in sight. No. They got but there's also cycle. no hill. Yeah. They got us in a spin cycle. Our you're just like floating in up. air with yeah. nothing to grab onto. Yeah. yeah. And just when that keeps happening, you see that and you notice that and you're just like, is this like designed against me? Is this, am I just going to fail? I mean, that's kind of the bigger question that, that we're that, asking here. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I, I which is what, which is why I like that article because it was like, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. they are designing to fit, mm-hmm. and these are the reasons. Yeah. And even if it's an opinion, like, yo, at least that's somebody just putting it out there. You know, you had yeah. me read it, and I was like, yo, that got my mind cooking. And I think mm-hmm. that's, and you know, more of that I think is is healthier. Yeah. Even coming from restaurateurs and people. I mean, but. Obviously, restaurateurs and people in the industry, you know, all different personalities, they don't have to be on podcasts. It's not going to be open, you know, like mm-hmm. that. But to each his own, taking those baby steps, however it is, like, as simple as having conversations with your fellow man just about yeah. things that are happening. I think those are the things that are sparking. And hopefully with, you know, social media, with the access to information, access to other people, those things start to matriculate down. Don't know how it plays out, but I mean, this is a saga and a drama that's continuing on. I mean, who knows? We could be doing the same shit six months from now and be yeah. like, "Yeah, man, this is a year We're two." Still here, yeah. You know? Oh, what I mean? well, I mean, for sure. And you know, I don't, I don't care what people say. Honestly, we're going to be dealing with this until twenty twenty two. Easily, for sure. Easily. This easily. is all of next year. We're going to do it. But you know, like change, like something has to change, is what people are asking for, right? And and with most people, you realize change is uncomfortable. Yes. Just and it it's so weird how um you know I'm always reminded that these statements that are just like timeless like change is uncomfortable mm-hmm. 
it's so true because what we're saying is we're asking people to change their instant reaction to talking about whatever topic, mm-hmm. like just slow down and listen. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Oh, and you know, what we're also trying to change. We're trying to change how the government seems to just do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And that's super hard, mm-hmm. but that's why it's super uncomfortable and why mm-hmm. maybe, and maybe that's why no one wants to do it. Cause it's so uncomfortable, uncomfortable. but that's what I'm saying. But and it's like, that's how we progress. Thank you. It goes back to uh, the beginning of the conversation, just being in a constant state of uncomfortable. Cause that's really where we all kind of sit. I mean, we strive for trying to get to that point, but it's boring when you sit at easy. You know what I mean? It's, it sucks. So now that we can identify where, you know, the talking points or at least the uncomfortableness is, I think we should just start dabbling in that. And, and everybody should at least have the conversation, whether it's in within your own circle, you want to mm-hmm. openly have those conversations because as much as we're different, we're all the same at the same time. It's the yin and yeah. yang thing. I mean, w- to get over this, it is going to take all of us in, mm-hmm. in many degrees. And I don't know what the end game is and I don't know what the end result is, but the baby steps are where yeah. it should start. And don't be discouraged too. Cause mm-hmm. you know, not uh, people are going to react of for course. sure. People are going to get mad Emotion. when you try to say something and you know, you have to just slow down even more. Mm-hmm. You have to slow down enough to help them slow down. But like, that's the, it's exactly true. The only th- way we're going to get through this is if we're all uncomfortable with the allowing the change to happen and accepting that there has to be a change, which everyone wants one, but it's like, no one wants to step forward to, but it's got, it has to, cause has we to. can't keep going like this. No, we if we keep going like this, you know, we're all going to be locked up. We're all going to be a hundred percent dependent on the government. Mm-hmm. There's, these mom and pop restaurants where you love that little dish that mm-hmm. they do from their little region of Thailand yep. that they brought with them. Mm-hmm. That place is gone forever, forever. Yeah. And you know where you're going to get it in their home. If you happen to know them. Yes. And, but that's just not acceptable. That's not an acceptable result for me. I don't, I don't like that shit either. Yeah. I think that you're alluding to something that's a realistic possibility at this point. If we're venturing on month eight, nine, and, you know, you're a mom and pop and you understand the a, the daily in and outs of that struggle and that, you know what I mean? So quantify that to every single restaurant in, you know, our city, let alone our state. And you're just like, there's a lot of places that I love eating at. And I haven't, you know, kept up with a lot of them, but I can only imagine there's a possibility a lot of them will be around. Yeah. And those things. And I don't know. This is some weird culture shift. Is this supposed to happen? Is this something that happens through time? I, I don't know, because this seems like something we've never, you know kind of dealt with and and that's what sucks especially you know looking at it and in the restaurant industry itself you know being part of the industry and and it's like i would have never thought this i always thought oh the one job you always have is cooking and yeah yes but now it's like i didn't see this coming yeah i got a former teacher who's who keeps you know feeling bad on on the internet about Mm -hmm. you know i feel like i sold tickets to to the Titanic, you know, cause he told us all like restaurants can never fail. They're too big. Mm-hmm. And this, and he, and he does feel bad, but you know, I, I replied to him and it's like, you know what, honestly, there, there is no ticket to win. No, there's, there's literally only hard work mm-hmm. and that's how you progress. Yeah. You, you have to, yeah. you know, sure. I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, every day I'm great. I change. I talk to everybody. Now this is like the first time I've had a like super in-depth conversation about this with another person because I felt like they would listen. You know, I'm not perfect. No. But, like, you have to try. You have to you try. Have to try. Mm-hmm. And maybe nine, 99 days in a row you fail. Mm-hmm. And on the 100th one, you finally make it. Cool. But it's like you have to try and be better at least. And if you go out with that mentality, mm-hmm. it's so much easier to listen to someone else. I want to be better. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's maybe that's a ticket for people. But 
No, I don't know what there's to say about this other than I know we shut the fuck up and listen All right, to your you fellow go. person. No, I will clip that. It's perfect. But anyways, yeah, <laughs> back to food. Let's get back to like okay. some fun shit. Uh, Thanksgiving just passed. How was that for you? Uh, Thanksgiving was cool. Okay. I did uh, one little catering for a small group of people. Oh, only nice. like three or four people. Very nice. Very nice. Dropped it off. They rewarmed everything. Mm-hmm. Worked out great. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Nice. I had a nice little Thanksgiving with a very small group of people that I, you know, are part of my little group. There you go. It was nice. What did it you was make? peaceful. What did you cook? Uh, for the your meal, the small circle meal. The small circle meal. I did Brussels. I was asked to do Brussels sprouts mm, okay. with my little bacon jam. That bacon I jam. Do. Okay. Okay. I didn't have my usual ingredients, mm-hmm. so I had to sub out a couple. Mm. I put some miso paste in it this mm, time. Very nice. A little mm. miso bacon jam vinegary. Mm. It was dank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. Smoked out my little apartment because the fan is not an industrial hood fan. Definitely could, not an industrial hood. Could fan. not keep up with the amount oh. of smoke. Hey. But you know, thank God for silence. But every on chef smoke. and cook that cooks <laughs> always runs into that problem. Trying to do high sear anything, you're ridiculous. But I still try to I do it. I don't care. Anyways. I don't care. It's yeah. it's worth it. it it's got to come out the way I want it to. Yeah, that that bacon jam is ridiculous though. Oh, it nice. couldn't be easier to make too. Recipe will be up soon on. Uh, sure. What's the new IG again? Oh, I'm not. I'm not putting that out. Oh, yet. not yet. Okay, no, sorry, no, folks. No, sorry, folks. Now we'll, we'll clip that out. We're not yet. We're ready for a release. Yeah, there but it's is coming a soon. Project working on it. I'm okay. not 100 percent sure what it's gonna be. He's lying. It's 100 percent sure. He just don't want to release it. Yet. <laughs> think, it think, sounds think. very ambiguous, and I hate when people do this to me. But you but know, you're working on um, something. You're working through something. Respect. I I've worked at a couple places where I feel like they get pigeon pigeonholed super fast into mm-hmm. one thing. Mm-hmm. And the thing I'm working on, one of the main things I want to avoid mm-hmm. is getting pigeonholed into any one style mm-hmm. too early. And definitely, I don't want to get any kind of pigeonholing on the type of food that's going to be served there. Mm-hmm. I want to kind of be able to, you know, play around with different pantries of yep. the world mm-hmm. and, and mix them together if it seems appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy reading about older um cuisines and things that maybe have gone out of style mm. and trying to bring them bring that flavor profile back in a way that the modern human could appreciate it i think that's super fun way to to do things and mm-hmm. um yeah i mean for for as far as making food and like i you know no one's gonna sit here and say i know it works besides you know i know bacon sales but you know for me i you know that doesn't really work for me i i want to make something that i would enjoy to eat and that sells well, mm. so the conundrum of a chef, yeah, <laughs> you know. But that's the the open <laughs> spirit to attack it from somewhere that you know is, uh, you know, more of your liking. Because a lot of the time, mm. chef gets stuck in those situations. Well, you have to make stuck. something that you like, of course. Because I mean, if you have no confidence making it, it's never going to taste. Mm. And you know, I could make something that I've made somewhere else, but if I don't believe in it, it's never going to taste as good as the other place. That's how it works. That's how cooking Because you works. don't care about it. If you yeah. don't care about it, you're like, well, it's, it's good enough. People and taste that the in problem. the food. They that's do. the truth. That's it has to truth. be perfect, especially mm-hmm. in California. And I would say especially in Sacramento, if something's not the best, mm-hmm. it's not good enough. Yeah. And then you need a little luck to mm-hmm. make it. A little luck. Just a little bit. It all so comes yeah. with ethic. It yeah, all I got, you know, just uh, I was writing a bunch today about just different menu ideas. Probably mm. 90% of them no, will never see a pan. Oh, man. <laughs> I have, like, think about it. On my notes, I think I have, like, nine restaurant ideas and, like, <laughs> s- I don't know, 150 recipes yeah. that are just, like, 
Just sitting there. Maybe. We'll probably never get made. But that's the thing. There's but that's the part of the creative of process. Is like, creative process, oh, yeah. I had to think about this flavor and that flavor. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, it made me think about flavor B with flavor A. And then, what? If, well, what if I did flavor D and A? And then, what about if I did D and F? Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds kind of, let's try let's it. Let's try it. Nice. And then you end up with like Y and B. Yeah. <laughs> Like, fuck, this is not how it turned out. Completely different. Still power through it and eat that yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. I see it's somewhere there. It's somewhere. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm around the right area, all maybe. Right, all right. So you so. had bacon, and the, or you had the Brussels with the bacon jam. What else Brussels did you make for, uh, for Thanksgiving? Uh, that was all I had to do this year. Oh, nice. I had to carve a turkey, which Easy. was... What kind of knife easy. do you use? Uh, I used whatever knife they had. Nice. I wasn't, I wasn't True chef. Yeah. Classic handle, yeah. $5 from Classic restaurant handle, supply. Blue. Mm, it was nice, blue. Nice, nice. You know, I definitely. It, it was, was a boning knife. It was a flexible boning knife. It was everybody. serrated. Serrated. And, okay. and bowed out. It was very strange. Hmm. Almost like a scimitar, maybe. It was almost like they found it at Thrift Town. Nice. Was it a Ginsu knife? Are we talking Ginsu? No, it was like blue. Miracle knife? I, oh, I, okay. I mean, like matte blue. NSF certified? Like Miami okay. Vice. Oh, very nice. Blue. Okay. It was very strange. Hey, but, but you know, see, chefs work with it. You just spoon spoons everywhere. No, he doesn't give a damn about name brand stuff oh, ever. I, say, I thought it was, I thought that was all this, spoons. Uh, this fool, he's so funny. He he buys cheap shit because he's like someone's gonna steal it. Um, yeah. So what else on food? Um, food jags going. You know what a food jag is? You ever heard of a food jag? No. So food jags are kind of like uh, something that in your youth you kind of just like eat fucking every day, or you like obsessed over to the point where you'd almost want to sell. It. Like for me. I was a uh, peanut butter and ham guy. I think we talked about this before. Wasn't sure. Yeah, I'm a peanut butter ham guy. Like, especially the square ham. Well, obviously, because I was, you know, growing up in some form of poverty. So we always had that rectangle ham. And it always had that, like, bone in there, which was my favorite part for some reason. Oh, sometimes I know what you're talking about. Thank you. square ham. Yeah, yeah square ham. <laughs> and then I'd usually have peanut butter. I would get creamy, but I'm a big chunky guy. Oh, the chunky is way better. But see, like, that's why that's my thing. Peanut butter and jellies, you put potato chips in it. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Okay, so would you eat that today, and is that something reminiscent of your Fuck childhood? yeah, I okay, ate a peanut butter that, and jelly when I went to sleep last night. Is that your number one? <laughs> is that like the food jag where you're like, yo, I could eat that, and like that's like personal to you? Because that's a weird combination. Potato chips on a peanut butter and jelly. Never heard of the, oh, uh, the peanut really? butter and jelly with oh. the chips. What kind of chips? Uh, just plain potato chips. Plain as Like in. not sea salt vinegar. Not barbecue. Oh, you're talking about just the regular plain just chips. salted fried chip. Doesn't oh. matter. K- kettle, Lay's, whatever. Mm. Whatever you have. Okay. I try what not to buy. kind of jelly, though? Uh, okay, so the jelly uh, I prefer hmm. is, uh, I think it's called Bone bon Maman. Oh, of course. It's pretty much in every grocery store. Oh, okay. It's like, is this like an old school brand, I'm assuming? Yeah, they've been around. I don't think they've changed their packaging. I wonder mm. if I, I think I have an empty one. Of course you do, man. If you're a big fan of that shit, I know you have it laying around. Well, Okay, so you have like some uh, sauce in there or something then? Because I know you keep the jars. Oh, okay. So you used to be a hoarder and now you're not. Very nice. Respect and respect. Yeah, no, food jags are there. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, water, wine, whiskey, tequila, whatever you got, man. See, there you go. Oh, yes. Okay, cool. I've seen this. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I'll take a ginger ale, actually. You want ginger ale? Yes, sir. Is this really from France? Bon maman. Nice. There we go. Bon maman. B O N N E M A M A N. Bon maman. That's very French of you. 
Okay, so peanut butter and jelly. So chunky peanut butter, bon maman, blue wild raspberry preserves. Which whichever preserve, all of them are are great. legit. Okay, yeah. and then you do potato chips plain. What kind of bread? Uh, I like uh, seeded bread or n- bread has, with nuts in it. I has liked, it always I'm, been seeded? Uh, it hasn't always just because I wasn't always one buying. But okay. now that I do buy, I always buy like a seeded or like full of nuts or like whatever. David's grains. awesome bread. What do you buy? Uh, Dave's Killer Bread is amazing. Dude, the textures which, on that is wild. Which do you know why it's called Dave's Killer Bread? I do not know. Dave's Killer Bread is a company that uh, tries to hire ex uh, felons. Really? Where it's hard for them. That's why it's called Dave's Killer Bread. Oh, shit. I, I did not know that. Yeah, they make a point of trying to hire people coming out of prison. Dude, that's dope. Yeah. Where are they based or, out or of? Do you know? Criminal records. I don't. I'm sure we huh. do. We have, we have the Google. Like the Bay Area thing. Because I see his bread It does everywhere. sound like a Bay Area but thing. The, but it also sounds like a Portland thing. That sounds like a Portland thing. <laughs> but they're the same. They're the same almost. Essentially, they're the same. <laughs> Even though they, if you said it to either one of them, you'd be like, we're not, we're different. Okay. You know what those bread taste like? It tastes like those artisan breads you come across in like high-end restaurants. Or not artisan breads, artisan crackers. Yes. And you're like, holy yes. shit, they turned this shit into a bread. Yeah. Yes. It, but it's so good. It is good. They do very good work. I'm not into the baking game per se, but um, I can respect that bread. Good marketing, too, because the bread itself stands out in the bread aisle for sure. With that dude with the mustache, I think. Is it yeah. a mustache? Yeah. With the mustache, and he's got like the arm, the tattooed nope. arm. I, so as now soon we as I heard that, I was like, Killers. whoa. Where'd you find that information? Uh, I was listening to a different podcast okay. that Shout I out the podcast. cannot uh, recall the name of, but I will definitely All look good. it because. And it's a food podcast, or you just happen to mention it's, it? It's a food podcast. Spilled Milk. Mm. I love that podcast. They are super funny. Mm. They was it the podcast where they make something delicious to eat and you can't have any, mm. and she's always calling all of her, um, all the all their listeners. She's always calling them readers. They have a great um, back and forth, and they're hilarious. Mm, okay, spilled milk. Milwaukee, Oregon. Milwaukee, Oregon. I think so. Right. All right. Is that? I didn't even know there was a Milwaukee, Oregon. I didn't know there all was right. either. But of course, I, it come from there. I highly recommend spilled milk. Okay, spilled milk podcast. I'll check Short, out. like 20, 25 minutes. Oh, nice. It's just They're really funny, work. really good banter back and forth. Yeah, always a food topic. Oh, okay. Each each episode is like titled with like tomato mm. or sauces part one. Oh, or nice. Halloween. Yeah. All right, we're doing that then. We're we're gonna make this shit a weekly thing. Fuck yeah. that. We in. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was listening to another uh podcast, but it wasn't a food podcast, but it just happened to speak on food. They were talking about um sides thanksgiving sides and there was this big debate about mashed potatoes versus stuffing because i think they did a poll on their oh which uh, one's better well kind of like they did a poll and they said mashed potatoes stuffing macaroni and cheese one of the talking points was macaroni and cheese is not part of the thanksgiving trifecta or thanksgiving sides see some people said yes some people said no for sure I, i know this argument yeah ah see and then some people said stuffing over mash where do you stand uh, okay, well, stuffing has to be part of your Thanksgiving. Okay. Has to. Okay. Mashed potato has to. Okay. Sorry. Uh, as far as I know, the mac and cheese thing is more of a southern east coaster thing. In I America. Have, in America. Okay. Uh, look, mac and cheese, I'll have that no matter what day. Any day. <laughs> any day. So if it wants to be on Thanksgiving, great. Does it have to be on any day? Mm. No. But, but it's I, not a Thanksgiving thing exclusively. Uh, no. Mm. I'd be really sad if it was, because then I can only have it at Thanksgiving. That's true. See, because why is stuffing like that? But mashed potatoes, stuffing, you could have every stuffing day. Stuffing is definitely, no one will do it except for Thanksgiving. Why is that? And why is it called good? stuffing and not savory bread pudding? 
Thank you. Because you see that on menus. How many times have you run savory bread pudding on your menu? Oh, I've never done it because no one would ever buy it, I feel like. (laughs) I've done panzanella salads. I've done all those. (laughs) Is panzanella bread pudding? I don't know. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. You're blurring the lines here. Yeah. yeah. Which one's the best, though? For for what? For in, in Thanksgiving, which one's the ham down hands down like this? The hands down best side. Best side. Oh, the sweet potato or yam? Sweet potato. Really? You oh, came out of dude. left field. Sweet oh. potato and yam? Or you know, some people use sweet potatoes only. Some people use yam only. Some people roast them simply. Some people do like the whipped with the mar. I don't care. Really? Whatever form those are in, I'm half my plate. That is crazy. I would have thought somewhere along the lines between the mash and the. I did not see sweet potato oh, coming. Like you're talking about is sweet potatoes on the table and then you got mashed potatoes and then you have stuffing. You're going for the sweet potatoes first. Oh, like that's got to be sure. on your plate. That's really? one of the biggest parts. Shit. I'll get a little mashed potato, mm-hmm. but like how how good are mashed potatoes really going to be? You know? Oh, see, so that's where you really stand. You think mashed potatoes are just eh. I think I think they're good, but they've been done so many times. Oh, I'm kind of over that's it. That's where you stand. <laughs> see, for me, mashed potatoes are king. I love stuffing, but stuffing's not one of the things I love like that even though there's variations of my mom's yeah. stuffing's great. I've done a couple great ones in my day, but it's not something you try to do at any time of the year except that. That's my no, argument yeah. against stuffing per se. But sweet potatoes, yams, all that I no, I don't even I kind of like it, but it's too sweet for me. Mm, in my okay. opinion, it's See. overly sweet for me. Even though in the pantheon of the actual Thanksgiving dinner, it makes sense because you throw that motherfucker in there and it works with everything. With everything, but it's kind of savory. It's yep. savory sweet. Mm. It's like carrots. Yes, that's <laughs> true. Although I love carrots. Maybe too. I've had it to the point where it was overly sweet. Maybe, yeah. When it get it, they can get too sweet, yeah. and it look, I'm still gonna eat them first. Mm. But I am kind of bummed when they're too sweet. But they're still my favorite. Yeah, because there's a fine line there. I love roasted vegetables. That's what I'm saying. Roasted vegetables are nice, but there yeah. is some weird shit around the holidays where they want to throw in some honey, maple syrup, kind yeah. of whatever it is. And I'm like, it, it borders. The brown sugar thing ends up in mm-hmm. a lot of those dishes. Yeah. Sometimes it's they go, people go overboard with the yeah. sugar. Yeah. Because there's not enough savory on the plate no yeah. more. That's why I go heavy garlic on the mash. Yeah. And then I'm able to get some sweet in there. See, that's mm-hmm. why I'm a big ham guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I love ham because I'm like, that's so sweet. So you do like the sweet. Oh, I love the sweet. But yeah. see, sweet potato. Maybe it's just sweet. my encounters. Maybe it's with your them. encounters. That's I'll what have I, to maybe I have potatoes. That's sometime. I do. I do have to. I didn't know that. See, yeah. that's that one was even taken out of the discussion. So I was like, okay, so now yeah. he's a potato guy. Okay. Uh, and I love cranberry sauce. Cranberry both, sauce. I've come around the last couple of years. Both homemade and the jar, the out of the can. Mm, I love degenerate. Okay, very nice. The, the can <laughs> cranberry sauce. You don't have Thanksgiving yeah. if it's not there. Mm. In my opinion, you don't. And if it's not on some butter dish yeah. that never fits anywhere the rest of the year. Where do you throw the cranberry sauce? That's a mystery. Is there like a certain science that you follow? Because I've just slowly gotten into it the last couple of years. I've okay. had a couple of good ones. I just kind of toss it as almost like sriracha in a way. Oh, where do you put it? Everything. It oh, touches everything. Oh, no. It, it goes on its own. I try to section my plate. Oh, you, you want those? Yeah, because okay. I don't want them to mix because – Around Thanksgiving, you know, a lot of a lot of people usually contribute, mm-hmm. and so everyone's kind of really thought out their own side because mm-hmm. they want it to be the best the one. The best side. Everyone's yes. always like, "Oh, I didn't try that hard." And it's like, please. <laughs> you recipe this. I, you probably I tested watch this a bunch everyone of times. every year, and <laughs> I laugh about this plan for days ahead of time to make this. I'm like, you realize this is what I do every night, mm-hmm. and then you guys still want to go complain at restaurants. You can't barely do one dish one time. Yeah. You know, be hella nervous and hella watch nervous. people eat it. Yeah, like, uh. this is how I feel every day. A hundred percent. my life, yes. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. so everyone's kind of always done up their thing to the max. Yeah. So it kind of needs its own thing. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I did see a funny thing about who even likes turkey on Thanksgiving anyway. Mm, that's a good point. Turkey's uh, losing respect out here. Me. I love turkey. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. Uh, although this year for that little catering thing, mm-hmm. I did it differently because I was at home mm-hmm. doing it out of my home. Yeah. And my oven uh, is not qualified to, par. <laughs> to do a uh, even 12-pound turkey whole. Jeez. So I split it in half, sectioned it mm-hmm. off like like you would a chicken. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it cut the wings because, you know, a turkey wing was like a whole chicken. Overdone. Yep. Oh, yeah, uh, that's true. Yes, <laughs> very true. Yes, yes. So And then I... Uh, I did it like I would do any braise. I seared all the skin mm-hmm. and finished everything just like roasted in the oven. Mm-hmm. So I knew I had the crispy skin already. Mm-hmm. And dude, I'm never going back. Really? You don't I you don't get that moment of like the whole turkey done. Yeah. And then carving at the table. Uh I don't care. Yes. The turkey was way better. Interesting. Because the breast is always done before the legs. Always. Right? Always. And, the, and what are you going to do? You're going to carve letter. a hot turkey in the oven? No. Yeah. Everyone just accepts, oh, well, the breast is going to be dry. Yes. I'll just put gravy on it, yes. which does not work. Nope. It's a it's band-aid. Still it's, it's still chalky. You still yeah, look chalky. like the, the dog from that peanut butter ad. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, and then I saw someone, oh, Grant Ankits posted about uh-huh. he took some towel, cold towels uh-huh. and got them wet. Okay. And put it over the breast during the cooking process. During the cooking, and then like halfway through, at some point through, he like took them off, and that worked because it kept the breast cold while the legs were already heating up. And I was like, mm. "You're a three Michelin star chef. That's what I'm saying. You run the best restaurant in North America. You do that. I don't know what kind of what kind of towels you use, uh, but <laughs> I ain't doing that because this because it's just like cooking one big turkey breast yeah. or one big chicken breast. Yeah, a- anybody can cook a chicken breast." I hope so. And then uh, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> it gives you a better chance, you know. And then yeah, yeah. I just had them on my sheet pan in the oven and would check them. For, and when one piece would finish, you know, the no, wings were done no, super no. early. Yeah. They came out first. Then the thigh got nice. uh, the thigh actually got done first. I think because I sear had to sear the chicken sear hard. Huh? I had to seal the turkey breast by itself last. Okay. And it was still almost ready when the mm. yeah. And I just took everything out when it was like almost done, like five percent away from being done, and mm. put it in a tray and let them chill out and. Gave it to the client and told him, you know, throw it back in the oven for like 10, yeah. 10 minutes at 350 and they'll be perfect. Yeah. And they they loved it. That sounds good. I never tried that. That actually I, but it made sense out of necessity. It made, yeah. Yeah. Uh, best things were born out of necessity. the here on the skin. Yeah, because my issue yeah. with whole turkey a lot of the times, I've done turkey, I've done spatchcock, I've done like uh, everything separate, mm-hmm. confit, this. There's always that part of skin that doesn't get crispy. Dude. And I hate fucking it. Fucking worse. And I hate it. Worse, because sometimes it's masked, and then it's underneath some, sh- and then you start chewing, like, ooh, and it's oh, all gummy. No, no, no. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, because you're never, you know, you're not the first person in line. No. You know, and even the first person in line, they don't eat the turkey first. No. You always come back to the turkey, and yeah. it's always kind of the skin's cooled down. So, yeah. yeah it's never at it. its prime. It's never at its prime. No. Turkey so, gets yeah. disrespected. I did it just like you would do a chicken breast in a restaurant. Mm. The did you, airline, did the, you, like, airline it? Did you, like, expose the arm and do all that? I took the arm out, cooked it separate. Oh, nice. So, it there was, was boneless skin? It was, like, boneless, boneless skin. Or no, boneless. Uh, boneless with breast. skin. And I did, the you know, the low, mm. long sear. Mm. You kept tender in there, too? Huh? You kept the tender in there? Oh yeah. Oh nice. The low the low sear is uh is, is a restaurant trick mm-hmm. that no one does at home and everyone always tells me to turn it up because they start getting hungry and yeah. I say, I don't care, I'm yeah. waiting. Because that is the way to get the crispy skin. Low sear on a turkey. How long is that low sear? Uh well the turkey breast on the skin side yes. was probably searing in the pan for 
10, 12 minutes. Mm, okay. Maybe even 15. Yeah, that's a long and sear then, right there. Yeah, slow, yeah. but like really rendering out the fat. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the only way the skin's going to get crisp. Yeah. Do you go in dry or do you put a little bit of... Uh, I Well, there? I dried. I... Uh, Judy Rogers mm. from what's her restaurant? Sounds all familiar. I know you it's, have to. It's SF, and now I feel that we're gonna have oh, to. I like that Pepin, but I'm gonna have to take that from you. Nice. Uh, okay, go ahead. No. Continue. Yes. Uh, Judy Rogers, her restaurant. I can't think of the name. NSF. Yep. I'm hoping it's gonna come to me. Uh, she dry or she used to uh, dry the chicken out for a day, mm. like let okay. it air dry. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I did on a hanger. Uh, just my fridge. Okay. Just skin side up. Skin side up. Yeah. Exposed to the air. Let it, let the skin dry out. Yeah. Tightens, so it won't have as much shrinkage yeah. day of. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, a little fat, a little canola oil. Mm. Nothing nice. crazy. Nothing and crazy. yeah, low. Nice. Low yeah, sear. that is a, a secret, everybody, for uh, people who are home chefs and want to learn some tips and trades. That is one the low sear, yeah, like a medium, medium low. Yeah. Should be bubbling. Yeah. If you, you don't it's want a number it dial, bubbling. you're thinking at three, four. Yeah. You're good there. I think my my stove was about a four. Nice. Like three and a half, four. There you go. That's yeah. the, that's a sweet Slow. spot right there. Slow. Nice. Okay. See, there you go. See, mm. turkey uh, turkey needs to make a comeback because Thanksgiving has all of a sudden become about the sides. And I think the yeah. turkey just be getting disrespected well, like yeah. that. Yeah, it does. Why is that? I don't know. God damn it. Fucking America. I'll just cook turkey for everybody from now mm. on. Yes. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, no I, lo- I love poultry, though. I love, all, nice. I love all the poultry. Out of all the oh, all the poultry. Favorite poultry? Chicken. Chicken. I mean, it has to be right. Is it because you just freaking say like how many in your lifetime? Chicken could so be anything. Chicken's it's very everywhere. versatile. I do like chicken. I myself do like quail. Do like. Quail's dank. Quail's nice. Yeah. Quail's nice. I'm a I'm a duck guy. But duck's awesome. Duck can be a little hard. Duck. Yes. Duck can yeah. be very. But that's why I like it. Yeah. Because it's very yeah. high level of difficulty. Because it's almost. Yeah. Ain't no one cooking no fucking medium, mid-rare fucking chicken breast. You know what I mean? No. Duck, for some reason, Duck, the shit to, works. It has to. Yeah. yeah it is drunk. a lot more of a specific difficulty there. But there's I definitely like that. There's a lot more technique because you got to score the skin. Mm-hmm. And duck yeah. confit is like the greatest shit ever invented. Yeah, so duck like, confit legs is the best thing. That's what I did. We used to uh, make these hash cakes at Danko with the duck confit legs, mm-hmm. and it went with the duck breast dish. Mm-hmm. And that is what I did with the extra turkey that i had not cooked i mm. took the leg mm. and like just poached it super slow mm-hmm. and uh cooked off some russets and made like a little turkey hash oh. and that shit was fire oh that sounds good <laughs> hash is a oh. underrated dish i think and hash is underrated and does not get the technical respect it deserves oh, respect it's hard to get that like it should not be ground is, meat you know yeah. When you get the corned beef hash from places and it's oh like God. ground corned beef, yeah, I'm it's just all like, in there. I'm like, what, what am I eating here? It can be okay, but like I already recognize I'm no. I'm gonna have something like eighty percent the best, and it's okay. It can be eighty percent, but better be. Yeah, got to have the crust though. You got to do that on like the plancha. The crust has is key. The crust, the crust is, is key to the hash. Yeah, hash is disrespected also. Yeah, it needs crust. Let's yeah. bring back crusty hash. Yeah, let's bring back any crust. A- any that no, texture. that can be another idea for your book. Crusty hash, the food truck. Crusty, crusty hash. <laughs> All different kinds of. I need to edit uh, that out because someone's gonna take <laughs> that easily. I can already see that popping up the minute I put this on. Yeah, that's how shit works. Nice, sure. I like that. Pilo, thank you, thank you, Pete, sure. for putting on. Uh, I know we're about an hour and a half in. I don't want to take too much time. Jesus Christ. Hey, you know, this is hey. what happens when you talk. You know, especially when it's food. Uh, I can tell you're passassionate about hours. food. I'm passionate about food. 
it's hard to find people who are really passionate about it, let alone hard to find people who want to talk in this climate of the world. But thank yeah. you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, Food Junkie Radio, episode two. I got Polo. Any shots out? Anything you want to plug? Anything you want to? No, man. Stay tuned. Okay. Talk to your neighbor. You know, you, I mean, I know you have IG. You know, you have a Facebook. You know, you I post. Don't give a damn. Nobody but myself. Oh shit! <laughs> I'm 